Good morning, Saturday, July 16th. Another winning day yesterday. A pretty nice one at that. So let's just keep on rolling with it. Again, defensive betting makes sense a lot here. You don't want to get overconfident. You're never as good as your winning streaks and never as bad as your losing streaks. That's a fact, and it'll never change. So we got rained out yesterday in a game I was extremely confident in. I loved it a lot. I loved the Mets at minus 135. I loved the under 9. I loved the Mets plus 1.5. And under 12 and a half at minus 120 is a just-in-case bet. Now they're giving it to us at Mets minus 125. So that's a little improvement, but they love the total to go a lot under it. They have it at seven and a half now. Same pitchers, same situation, seven and a half now. That doesn't bode well. Well, it certainly meant that we we were probably right yesterday. All right, let's get into that game in a second. We'll just do them in order here. Minnesota and Chicago. I mentioned I really swore off the White Sox because they won when they shouldn't and lost when they should have won. And so we took them as a dog and they won. So we got them yesterday. But we're going to go the other side. We're going to take Minnesota here. I think the pitching matchup favors. I don't like Lance Lynn. He, he's got a great reputation, but he's on name alone right now. So I'm not going to take him. He's got seven outings or six and only one of them has been any good at all not like it was a no hit or anything but he pitched six solid innings gave up zero or, or one runs i don't have all the numbers in front of me this has been done quite a while ago all right so uh and i do like dylan bundy he's not the salesman al bundy he's pretty decent although he's not that great he could be selling shoes pretty soon who knows you know, enough of the bad jokes and the puns. It's Bundy Bundy and Minnesota over Chicago and Lance Lynn at minus uh, 125. I'll also take Minnesota. Now, this is for half unit, that first one. The next one, I'm splitting up a half unit on the same game parlays for a one unit total. I'm going to do a quarter. Minnesota to win and over six and a half at plus 145. Now, again, just looking, typically when I do the same game parlays, I'm looking to get an advantage on both the total and the side or at least one. So we're taking the same Minnesota to win, but we're going to have to go over six and a half and get, we're going to get plus 145. So it's a 70 point improvement as long as we get to seven here. I'm also going to take Minnesota plus one and a half and over six and a half at plus 105, still plus money. And we can get one and a half of Minnesota, lose by one and get to seven. Now, seven, obviously, is not the lowest number you can get. I just like that situation a little better here. I do like, yes, Lance Lynn with veteran, wily veteran pitcher could at any point in time throw you a great game. He just hasn't proved the odds are against him this year, let's put it that way, and he's on the road in Minnesota. I, I just don't see it. I'm liking the over. The next game is St. Louis. I think the reign of terror of Cincinnati where they're beating these good teams, the Yankees and, and Rays, they've been playing a lot better than they actually are. Now, Nick Lodolo, strikeout artist, he's somebody you could look at as a strikeout prop over the number. I think he gets lit up today. I don't think he, I don't, I don't, you don't just come in and automatically start throwing great games. He's going to get lit up today, I think. Miles Mikolas of St. Louis, much better numbers. I like St. Louis and under 12 and a half at minus 105. I don't want to pay 168. You know I'm allergic to juice. You should be allergic to juice for the most part as well. Yes, value is value. And value is on St. Louis at minus 168. It's still a valuable play. I just don't want to pay it. I'll take St. Louis and under 12 and a half minus 105. Now let's move on to that Mets game. 
We'll take them at minus 125, slightly better than yesterday. We'll take them at plus one and a half and under 10 and a half today now. I still like it because I liked under nine yesterday. I don't know if I like under seven and a half. I'm certainly not playing it, but I like under 10 and a half. That's the straight line now. I definitely like under 10 and a half. I'm just listing it off here. I did find it at seven and a half. I'm just taking, I've already taken this. It's Mets plus one and a half under 10 and a half. And the Mets uh, outright at minus 125. Moving on to Atlanta. This team, again, I mentioned there's no reason to bet on Washington. It was not tongue-in-cheek. There's no reason to bet on Washington ever. Yes, that'll change at some point. I don't know if it'll be this year. <laughs> Probably a situation this year I might be a good bet. But it's not today. Not against Atlanta. Not against Max Fried. So I'll take Atlanta. I have to pay minus 145 to get them to win by two. But I'll take it, but only for half, because I'll take the other half on Atlanta and over six and a half at minus 115. Still a little bit of juice. But now you just win by one, get to seven. I think they should be able to get to seven on their own, Atlanta that is. Washington gives up an obscene amount of runs, more than anybody else in baseball. I don't know how much Washington can get to Max Freed, but I think we should get to seven on this. Moving on to Colorado. Got the under over yesterday. Said over 11. It was 15, 13 to 2. I did not think it would be 13 to 2. That's for darn sure. I, didn't, I thought that Pittsburgh would be a little, a little better than two runs. I didn't think that Colorado would score 13. A lot of the damage done against Quintana of Pittsburgh. But today we've got a situation where Mitch Keller is not Quintana. He's not as good. I do like Urena for Colorado better than. Marquez yesterday's pitcher. So I'm going to take Colorado at minus 130. I'll also take Colorado plus one and a half and under 15 and a half at minus 110. Obviously much better than 130, 20 points better. And we just can't go to 16 runs here. Did not go to 16 yesterday. And I like the pitchers here better. They're both righties. Uh, that definitely bodes well for Pittsburgh because Colorado does much better against lefties, but they're still over 250 against righties. They just do well against everybody at home. Now, you know, it's hard to take an under with this team. You have to hold your breath. It's walking on a tightrope without a net when you're taking an under in Colorado. That's just dangerous. But, again, 15 and a half. So the, the line's now moved up to 12. So the money's coming slightly to the over. I just don't see it. I, I see the under here uh, if it doesn't go under 12, which I'm not betting the under 12. I'm betting under 15 and a half and Colorado plus one and a half. Now, the plus one and a half is not that valuable. When you get to a higher scoring game, the, the one-run one margin is less prevalent than it is in a lower-scoring game. So the plus one-and-a-half doesn't have as much value. But the difference between taking Colorado to win outright and under 16-and-a-half, I believe it was exactly the same line or really close, it didn't, make any, it didn't make enough sense to me to take that. This gives me the cushion if Colorado doesn't win to lose by one and uh, still be under 15-and-a-half. Now let's move on to Seattle. Here they are in a 12-game winning streak. These streaks don't last forever, but I am going to ride it again, but I'm not going to pay that 142. Even that, even that's pretty cheap, I think. I'll take Seattle in over 4.5 at minus 105. I think we can get to 5 pretty easily here. Spencer Howard for Texas is not he, – he's talented. Second-round pick five years ago. He hasn't proven anything yet. He's coming to the age where he's going to have to show it. I think he's got the stuff to get something done. I, I, don't, I don't see it today. So Seattle's a play. Now, again, 
after this game yesterday, and we got it. We won on Seattle yesterday. We had the split parlay where we middled it and got both ends. Same situation. Didn't want to pay the juice. I mentioned to myself, I didn't mention, I guess I was probably talking out loud to be honest, but uh, I said, you know, I'm going to start fading Seattle. This is the time to start fading them after this win. And it is the time to start fading any team once they've reached 12 wins in a row in a baseball uh, league. And especially a team that's not necessarily supposed to be that great. They're, what, six games over 500 after winning 12 in a row. However, it's a little different than the Orioles streak, which ended yesterday, where they got to 500 or one game up after winning all those games. They're actually a pretty bad team. Not as bad as several, a handful of teams, but they're not a good team. They're just not. Seattle actually is. They were expected. There was probably a few oddballs out there picking him to win the division over Houston. I think absolutely just about everybody else, a vast majority had him second, although there's a lot of money in the Angels because the Angels continue to spend to try to win and continue to lose every year. They were certainly picked above Oakland and Texas, Seattle that is. They were just underperforming and now they're making it back to approximately where they should be after this streak, if it were to end. Now, that being said, again, I was thinking this is time to fade the team. And after this win yesterday, let's fade him, but it's not time yet. So we will uh, again run with Seattle, but I, I want to take a sidebar here and talk about these streaks. You know, longest streak in modern history is Cleveland. Was it maybe five to eight years ago, 22 games? And you have to go back 20 years for Oakland with 20. And then you have to go back 40, 35, 40 years for Milwaukee with 17, which is over two seasons, the end of one season and the beginning of the next. So it's even somewhat hard to count that in a way. Streaks like this just don't happen that often. If you were to look at the longest streaks that happen every single year in baseball, you do get to a double-digit streak just about every year. But it doesn't go much past just getting to double digits, and there's not obscene amounts of them. And, and, and that tells you then, since they, are, they do happen, we had two at the same time here, Baltimore and Seattle. They do happen. It just, they fall off like flies as they start getting longer. It just, the odds of chance, pure chance, just works against these streaks. So you, you got to look seriously at fading Seattle at some point, but trying to step in front of that is insane because streak can only end once. You could get on this and bet against them five times and lose before you finally win one. And in case you're, unless you're planning to double down your bet every time, you're going to get a pretty large bet by the end of it. And what did you get? A lot of stress over it. So Seattle is the play, but we'll reduce that. We'll take that juice away from the picture again. We'll take Seattle and over four and a half at minus 105. I'm not necessarily riding them any more than that, but there I'm riding them today. Uh, I would like to take Tampa Bay over Baltimore. They just don't have a line out for me yet, so I don't know what the, what what it could do. But I, I would get very strongly consider fading Baltimore after this long streak ended yesterday. All right, let's move on to the Yankees in Boston. Uh, situation here, you know, arch, arch enemies. It's in New York. Boston won last night. I think New York bounces back here. Jameson Talon is for New York has not been pitching up to par the last five games, but that won't last forever. 
So we'll go contrarian to his recent performance. Pavetta has been the best pitcher for Boston so far because the rest of them have been rookies. Sale's back now, but as expected, he couldn't get too late into a game. But obviously, he'll be their best pitcher. Pavetta has been doing well. I don't think he does well today. So I'm going to take the Yankees and over four and a half at minus 115. I actually like the total enough. I'm taking over eight and a half straight up at minus 110. I'm, I'm taking a straight up over on this game. And so obviously the parlay of four and a half is a huge advantage and you're still getting it at minus 115 for the Yankees to win. Hey, listen, you, you don't get to win every game, so maybe eight and a half doesn't come in. So that four and a half seems pretty safe. I do like the eight and a half, though. You know, I don't play a lot of them, so when I do, I feel good. Good information on that. Good, good analysis on that. Now let's go to Mets and Cubs part two, double header. I'll take Scherzer at minus one and a half at minus one twenty-five. There's no same game parlors available yet because the total's not out. I typically stay away from the second game of a doubleheader because you don't know what happened in the first as far as whose bullpen got used up more, etc. Momentum plays, all that. But really, I had to play that first game because I was playing it yesterday and I really like it. And this game, I really like Max Scherzer over Drew Smiley. I, I just cannot see Drew Smiley smiling after this game here. Yeah, that's a bad joke, I know. It's not a good matchup for the Cubs. Now, the Cubs have lost half a dozen in a row or so. I think it could be could be seven now. Uh, let's see here. It's certainly not more than eight. It's uh, eight. <laughs> so they're not in good form. And after today, I'm thinking it reaches double-digit losing streak. But we are running with the losing streak of a bad team. And you, you, we're, not, we're not fading the winning streak of a bad team. We're running with the losing streak of a bad team. So that's logical. I, I, I don't like having to call for both wins, but I think they win them both. They probably win them both by margin. But we'll take the Mets minus one and a half. Finally, we finish up with the Dodgers across town against the Angels. And we're going to go with Dodgers minus one and a half at minus 115 for half a unit. And I also will take the Dodgers to win on the money line, so just win it, and over five and a half at minus 110. Now, let's move into some parlays. I don't absolutely love these games so much that I have to put them in. First of all, you won't catch me doing a lot of, you know, Two and three, that's really what it'll come down to. There's a rare four. If I got some promo offer, I might put a five in there. But uh, I'm not going to do any threes today. But I will pair up Minnesota and St. Louis in a parlay. I will pair up the Mets and Atlanta in a parlay. I haven't done these yet. I'm going to do this after the podcast. And I will look, I will tell you, I will be looking at possibly some plus one and a halves together, depending on what the, the, the lines are. But again, Mets in Atlanta in game one Mets. And then game two Mets, I'll take with the Dodgers. And I'll take the Yankees with Seattle. So you got four parlays there. Minnesota, St. Louis, Mets, Atlanta in game one Mets. Met, Mets game two with the Dodgers and then the Yankees and the Seattle. You could mix those up if you want, because that's essentially what's happening there. And you could take the plus one and a half if you want. It is logical to take plus one and a half as a road team more so than as a home team. Keep that in mind. Do what you want, as always. I'm just giving you advice, and I am playing four parlays, but there'll be two teamers. Good luck.